This is an AMI podcast. Happiness is having a large, loving, caring, close-knit family in another city. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review, where we chat all things audiobooks on this weekly podcast. I'm your host, Ramya Amadan, here with Nisreen Abdel-Majid. And this quote that you heard, I know we've been featuring July through July on our quotes, but the quote that you just heard is by George Burns and actually uh, someone who will be joining us later on in the show, familiar voice, Amir Khan, is the one who gave me a choice of quotes for today because we're chatting friends Oh, not friends, family. I think of my friends as family, so that makes sense. But we're chatting family later on with him and and books related to family and family-friendly titles as well as just communication within family. So this quote was one of these family quotes that I've picked because it made me laugh out loud. That was the actual reason. And I kind of think it's true. You know, I love my family a lot, but A little bit of distance goes a long way in our dynamics. So, George Burns, thank you for uh, really encapsulating the way that I love and think of my family and love dearly. Just want to keep putting it out there, mom, (laughs) for putting that in a quote that we can relate to. Now, let's take a look at the CELA homepage. Uh, we like to take a glance at this, celalibrary.ca. That's where you go for the Center for Equitable Library Access and all the great titles that they have on tap for us. You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty by Aku Kiyamazi. This is a temporary romance title. And the next one up there is River of the Gods by Candace Millard. Adventures and Explorers is how they categorize this one. And the last one up there for featured titles is All the Things We Don't Talk About by Amy Feldman. And Family Stories is this category. Now, uh, we will be checking out one of these titles later on when we're joined by Amir. But Nisreen, shall we move to what's trending? Because something is out there this week that everyone's excited about. Yeah, everybody is so excited on Twitter because audiobooks.com tweeted out an announcement of Michelle Obama's new book release. I didn't even know she was working on a new book, Mm. let alone a book release was announced. So The Light We Carry is coming out this November and you can pre-order it now. So Michelle Obama tweeted out, quote, these past few years, I've been thinking about how to stay centered in a world filled with so much uncertainty. And that process led me to writing my new book, The Light We Carry, end quote. I feel the same way, Michelle. I mean, we're (laughs) trying to stay centered, full with a world filled with so much uncertainty. There's so much unpredictability. I mean, we're we're doing our best here with with life. (laughs) And I can't I can't relate to that synopsis even more, that small, tiny description of her book. I'm looking forward to reading that or listening to it on audiobooks. So what do you think? Well, first of all, becoming her uh, biography, autobiography, her memoir Mm -hmm. did so incredibly well. I mean, everybody everywhere doing anything was reading that book. And it's still um, one of the, the most recommended titles, one of the most trending titles on audiobooks and otherwise, right? So I can't imagine why this wouldn't do just as well, if not better. And also, um, 
I think the thing to, to remember, Nisreen, is that this one is very reflective of the time, right? This is not just a uh, a Michelle Obama book, but it's everything that she's been doing, her her philanthropy work, her um, messaging out to, to women and communities all over the world. And she's taking that and putting it in a very, I think, timely um, scenario with this one, which is why it'll be very interesting to read this one versus just another book encapsulating her life. Absolutely. I mean, um, versus her first book. I mean, there's a big difference in that description, right? Yeah. So I think yeah. it's uh, it's going to be a bestseller. I, I really, I really believe that. I mean, it's Michelle Obama, first of all, Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Second of all, um, it's, uh, it is encapsulating. I feel like a lot of people will be relating to this book 100%. Yeah. And self-help like we know self-help and um self-development as its Mm -hmm. own kind of thing but i think with michelle obama every time she comes on the scene like whether whether it's an interview or a book or a post um she's she has people listening because we want to know how the former first lady is taking on life like we we know it's it's complicated yeah yeah yeah, exactly and she's always teaching us something Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more, not just like the about how the book is doing, but how people are doing reading the book. This was um, this was a nice highlight. It was. And I I don't look forward to the books that highlight a celebrity or somebody mm-hmm. famous. I don't really it's not that I don't care, but it's not something I look forward to about their life. But something this the light we carry this release I think it will be well, relatable to many people. So it's something that many people are excited about, looking forward to relating and teaching us a valuable lesson and, you know, how like self-care. Yeah, she's yeah. a teacher. Yeah. She's a teacher and she's she uh, educating all of us in a lot of different ways. So, you know, no pressure, Michelle Obama. I'm sure <laughs> the second book is going to be We hyped great. it up a lot. So. <laughs> I, know. I know. Everybody is. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no pressure. Um, but yeah, looking forward to hearing some of the highlights and reviews. Welcome back to AMI Audiobook Review, where we are chatting all things audiobooks. Thanks for joining us. And if you want to leave us any of your commentary, your recommendations, or just want to chat about audiobooks in general, one 509 4545 is where you can reach us. Leave a voicemail and give us permission to leave this voicemail on air if that's what you desire. Now, Pause or play. I feel like we haven't done pause or play in a while. So I'm looking forward to this one. This is the first featured title on the Sila Library home page. You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty by Akwikiamazi. So, Faye Adekola wants to learn how to be alive again. It's been five years since the accident that killed the love of her life, and she's almost a new person now, an artist with her own studio, and sharing a brownstone apartment with her ride-or-die best friend, Joy, who insists that it's time for her, Faye, to ease back into the dating scene. Faye isn't ready for anything serious, but a steamy encounter at a rooftop party cascades into a whirlwind summer she could have never imagined. She's even started dating the perfect guy, but their new relationship might be sabotaged before it has a chance by the overwhelming desire Faye feels every time she locks eyes with the one person in the house who's most definitely off limits, his father. 
This new life she asked for just got a lot more complicated and Faye must start her search for some new answers. Who is she ready to become? Can she release her past and honor her grief while still embracing her future? And, of course, there's the biggest question of all. How far is she willing to go for a second chance at love? Aku Kiyomezi's vivid and passionate writing takes us deep into a world of possibility and healing and the constant bravery of choosing love against all odds. Whew. Sounds like a serious romance novel. Let's go around the table. Nisreen, pause or play on this title. Is anyone else getting basic vibes from this book? I mean... Like soap opera? No, I mean, it's just another romance book. This mm. Okay, but let me clarify that I would still read it. I would still press play because, you know, okay. romance book. But I've I've read something like this before, you know? So it's not something different. It's not something that's, wow, I am dying to read this because it sounds different. No, I feel like it's just another romance book. But again, Nonetheless. I would still press play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Less, you still press play. Yeah, I love your reviews. It's like, ah, should I? Yeah, I still should I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking as, as soon as it was romance, I was like, oh, Nisri is definitely pressing play on this one. You surprised me. Never... Um, you never stop amazing me with your reviews. Okay, so oh. around the table before I give my input, Amir, pause or play on this title. I think I'm going to be casually callous and say pause on this one. Okay. Um, and I think it's going to require me to take another run at the synopsis because I think a lot of these synopsis are, are written sort of hastily. What jumped out at me, aside from sort of what, what you and Nesreen were talking about in terms of a boilerplate sort of standard romance novel was... Uh, she has a crush on somebody's father, and I'm not quite clear whose father she has a crush on. So the guy she's dating, um, I think. I, I, I don't think. know. This is too strange. That would yeah, be the that should be option. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, it, it just said his father, so it wasn't sure if it was the the person she lost his father or her current wow. interest's father. Well, that would be really bad. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I've I've read enough books where the authors are, especially romance authors, where they sort of push the limits of these types of family relationships, and uh, I I prefer something uh, fresh and new, and that doesn't sort of skate across those lines. Yeah, I know. And it would be a perfect segue to be like, speaking of family relationships, let's get into what you want to talk about. But I do want to tell you tell you my bit, which is, um, I think that. I agree with you. The the hasty uh, and also just like over the top synopsis to, to get people reading sometimes doesn't work for me. Sometimes I prefer a very simple, you know, don't try to lure me in approach, you know, soft sell it. Right. But whereas some of these things really feel like a hard sell. But the the part that does make me lean into wanting to read the novel, which, by the way, to contextualize, I still press pause. I'm not really into this kind of thing. But what would make me press play is the relationship she has with her uh, former partner, her her um, partner who passed away, right? Uh, the love of her life. That kind of thing, I think, could explore a lot of depth and um, getting over somebody. You know, we talk about getting over exes in a lot of novels, but getting over the death of somebody you were with, I think, can be very complicated when moving on to a next relationship. So that part is... Uh, complex which I like but then it gets into like being in into this next guy's father and the whole romance part of that eh, it pulls yeah. me back out again no. so yeah, yeah I agree I mean it, it, 
the part that interests me about the story is the whole getting back out there part as well. Yes. Um, it, you know, coupled with dealing with that loss is, is I think, a, a topic that many authors explore and, and is fascinating to me, but I agree. Yeah. Okay, so see, Nisreen was the opposite, right? She's like, I'm not really into it, but I'll still press play. So Nisreen, when you finish reading this book, you let us know <laughs> how it goes. Oh, man. Okay, so this title is You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty by Akwaki Amazi. And this is the uh, one of the featured titles on the Sila Library homepage. If you want to check it out, it is human narrated. So we're talking, as per our weekly quote and my tease at the top of the show, about family, family reads, family books, maybe some family dynamics. So your July book reading, Amir Khan, um, who joins us at the end of each month, by the way, how has your July book reading been thus far? It's been a bit strange. Uh, I'm typically the type of, of sort of like a linear reader. I usually read one book after the other and usually finish the books. Uh, July has been sort of totally mixed up for me because not only that, but um, I've read books sort of simultaneously. I have abandoned mm -hmm. some books, which is really rare for me. Um, taken a stab at a couple of different genres, which are sort of beyond my comfort zone in, in a lot of cases. So uh, it's it's been an interesting month. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it does make me raise my eyebrow when you say you've abandoned books. That is so rare. Like, Very not rare. for me. I abandon books all the time, even before I start reading them sometimes. I'm like, when did I put this in my library and why? So, okay. But we're talking family today. So has this been a theme throughout the month for you? Yeah, I think uh, with the exception of um, uh, one sort of series I started, which was definitely more on the romance and, and racy side of things um, by Alice Clayton. Uh, that I believe they're called a cocktail series because every book is, is named after a different cocktail. Uh, nice. It, start, it starts with Wellbanger, and I think people don't have to use their imagination too much to imagine what that <laughs> might be about. Um <laughs> But um, it's it's not for everybody. It's definitely adult content and definitely rom-com style. It's set in the West Coast. So for us East Coasters, it's kind of an interesting look at, at West Coast life. Uh, it takes place in San Francisco. Um, but getting back to the family theme, um, you know, it's, it's the summertime. You know, kids are on vacation and a lot of people like to, you know, pick up a light read uh, and a fun read. And I did come across some of those. And, and I'll talk about sort of different books that I read this month, but in sort of order from light to, to really serious. Um, one of my absolute favorite books uh, that I like to recommend to people is um, The Heartbreak Messenger by Alexander P. Vance. Aww. And that was so yeah, cute. <laughs> it's a very cute book about a junior high school kid who um, finds himself with this odd job of uh, breaking the news of a breakup for high school kids because they don't have the guts to do it themselves. And, you know, you were talking earlier uh, in the month to Sarah Gillis about narrators and, and how that can really affect the book. And uh, Alexander mm -hmm. P. Vance's copy is, is absolutely brilliant with regards to the voices and the production quality. I think it really helps bolster the book into that, you know, really fun and easy read, um, especially for junior high readers or adults like myself. Um, and the, uh the voice work it just goes along with the context of this writing for this book. It's so short too. Like it's not just a light exactly. book, but it's a very, very short book. So digestible, perfect summertime read. And it's junior high kids. So you might think like as full-fledged adults, we're reading these, but yes, yes, we are proudly so. Absolutely. It's just very heartwarming is the way I would describe the book. Um, yeah. And it came across something very similar um, in a book titled The Chicken Doesn't Skate. 
Um, okay. And it, the book is just as whimsical as the title. It, it's a well-known author to most people. It's very, very new for me. Um, the author's name is Gordon Corman, and he's actually a local to Toronto and, and a Canadian author. Uh, he's written many, many, many books. I just started reading his books, um, so I'm looking forward to reading some more. Um, but his most famous series is uh, McDonald Hall series, which is about boarding school kids, and I believe they're on the sort of high school level. Um, but where the chicken doesn't dance is, is another heartwarming book uh, that's sort of set in in junior high, and it's about a hockey team who's on a losing streak, and it's about a kid who decides to do a science project on the lifestyle of a chicken. So he gets a chicken, and um, different people in the class uh, take turns taking care of this chicken, and it sort of becomes a mascot. And if I tell you any more, uh, oh. I'd probably ruin it for you. But um, okay, it it is a very similar book to. Uh, to the heartbreak messenger in terms of those types of themes. And there's another book we've read, uh, I think like around this time last year, if I'm not mistaken, which was also a very nice book um, about some brothers. Was it uh, Matthew Riley's uh, Hover Car Racer? No. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. That wasn't my book that I read at least. Um, but this one's One Brother Shy. Oh, One Brother Shy. Yes. Terry Fallis is another author. Actually, this is the one and only author's book launch I've been to uh, in Toronto. And his story is actually interesting as well, because he is, again, a, a local author, but um, he actually started out as an engineer. Um, so that was interesting for me oh. to know and then read his book and not draw any parallels between the two things. <laughs> so I was expecting some engineering contents and some facts, but there's none of that in his books. Um, One Brother Shy by Terry Fallis is is basically about an IT, um, a young man in the IT industry uh, who comes to know that he might have a twin brother in the world um, and decides to try to find him. Um, it just so happens he's working on software and facial identification and, and things like that. And uh, there's, again, it's a very light and, and fun book. Um, Terry Fallis writes books like these that they're, you know, they're not very deep, but they're, they're light, they're fun, they're great summer reads. Um, and there's always like a, a piece of unknown information, a mystery, if you will. You know, there was this really embarrassing thing that happened to him uh, that we don't really find out till way later in the book. And it keeps you thinking, like, what is it? What is it? Because it's a big part of his character, but we have no clue what it is. <laughs> I loved this book. And sticking with the themes um, about books regarding family, but not necessarily family friendly, though. Uh, do you have any other suggestions for summer reading? Yeah, one of the more different and fresh books I came across um, this month uh, is in relation to a movie that, again, uh, the last time I was on the show, I, I referenced a movie from 2006. And somewhat strangely, I came across another movie um, from 2006, which is also based on a novel, which I did not know, uh, which is The Devil Wears Prada. Um, and it's a fairly well-known movie. And Lauren Weisberger, the the author of the book, uh, is is fairly well known for her sort of take on looking at high fashion and the rich and famous and, and these types of you know uh, stereotypical characters. But the book that I read, in addition to some of the others um, in in her works, is called "Where the Grass Is Green and the Girls Are Pretty." Uh, hmm. For those of you who are Guns N' Roses fans, it'll sound familiar because it's a song by them about paradise, which is a city in the United States, and this book is basically about a family going through the college admission scandal um, where where somebody decided to, uh, you know, basically pay a fixer to have their kids go into college. But you get a, 
good snapshot of of how the family operates and, and how quote unquote normal the family is and basically the themes and morals around you know where the line is about how far you would you would go uh, to see your kids do well I don't know why and there might be zero parallel but I'm thinking of the Kardashians at this moment <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little bit different. Um, I'm sure. But uh, like I said, Lauren Weisberg does an excellent job of sort of describing how the other half live. Um, and this book is sort of both in terms of you see that the family is both down to earth and loaded with money and, and how they sort okay, of struggle with both. <laughs> um, and, and, it, and it switches from different perspectives from the main character, who's the mother, to the, the daughter's perspective. Um and you know the husband's perspective and, and some of the others and and how people are sort of choosing what they want to do and then how they want to live right right okay well this is interesting let's move to some family reads um that might be more of a serious title or authors that you can dive into yeah i'd be remiss if i didn't mention colleen hoover because we have some fans of hers <laughs> over here at least once a month it's part of the protocol yeah yeah so i have read uh, all her perfects um and talked about it a bit but I-, I think everybody knows by now um colleen hoover is a master of playing with your heartstrings um you know if you're going through any sort of emotional turmoil in your life you know do not pick up one of her books because it will uh it, it will not end well for you um she She's a very direct author in terms of, you know, you feel like you're you're right there with with the characters. Um, definitely be re- reaching out for some, you know, tissues and boxes and boxes of them as she sort of spins the tale and, and, and lets you know how each character is feeling with excruciating detail, which from a writer's perspective is excellent. But like I said, if, uh, you know, if you're not in a great place emotionally, this it will tear you apart. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely one of the the harder family dynamics and and relationships uh, that she explores as well. Yeah, she's not shy about ex- exploring sensitive topics and and yeah. exploring people's feelings and their thought processes, even if that may not be sort of PC. Mm-hmm. Another author I came across was Alice Munro. Um, she's a Canadian author. She is a Nobel uh, winning author, uh, so her work is extremely well done in terms of, of writing quality. Uh, I tried out her uh, short story collection called Too Much Happiness. Okay. I, I sort of look at this author sort of as the opposite of Colleen Hoover. Um, so again, not this type of work is not for everyone. Um, Alice Monroe typically writes uh, about uh, country women from Canada who find themselves in the city in very, very difficult situations. Um, but she doesn't her style is very different from Colleen Hoover because it's not all out there and explained and unwound about the characters. A lot of it is implied and a lot of it is sort of reading between the lines. Uh, you see things mostly through the eyes of the the country women she, she's describing. Um, so for, for people that grew up here and people who understand certain aspects of difficult situations of, of, of women, you know, you fair, you pick up fairly quickly what's going on, even if the characters don't. Um, but even in the short stories, there's a lot of sort of paying attention you have to do, uh, a lot of inferring you have to do. Um, this is one of the books I couldn't finish. Um, each each story is, is sort of another difficult situation mm-hmm. a woman is in and sort of those semi-impossible situations. And there's there's a lot of conclusions to be drawn, um, but it, it, it's, it's not fun or entertaining it's it's a lot of serious reading 
And uh, if you're into that type of reading, then then definitely go for it. Yeah, it's interesting how much and what will really allow ourselves to get into, right? With books, sometimes I, I feel like that. I can sense and, and, you know, call it judging a book by its cover, but sometimes I can sense even from a synopsis whether I will lean into how sensitive I'm going to feel and how vulnerable I'm going to feel reading a certain book. And other times I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm okay with this or I can't, I can't do that. Um, and even when people recommend to you, that's, that's a spot you have to kind of navigate, right? Whether or not you allow yourself to take on such a serious read. Um, but it's really interesting. Amir, we don't have too much time left. Really quickly, are you in the middle of reading something right now? <laughs> I still have like three other books, but we'll we'll <laughs> skip these because most of them, um, I'll be honest, I didn't like all that much. Um, I'll finish on The Sea of Tranquility by um, Leslie Choice. Um, and this is... I want to say almost like an Anne of Green Gables type tale. Uh, it's about island life in, in Nova Scotia. Um, the way I described it in another review is basically a landscape escape. So if you're the type that, that wants to pick up a summer book and just lose yourself in sort of what life is, is about on an island in Nova Scotia and look at mm -hmm. things through the life of, you know, an 80-year-old woman who's sort of seen it all with some interesting, you know, aspects of island life, it's a great read uh, in that respect. Amazing, Amir. We cover a billion things as always with you. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll catch you next month. Always a pleasure. Amir Khan joining us at the end of each month to talk audiobook highlights. That's it for this episode of AMI Audiobook Review. Until next week, happy audiobook listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit ami.ca. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.